Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, folks. I'm doing something a little different today. I have a little special presentation that I want to bring, a little bonus episode on this Friday. If you've been listening for a while, you know I have uh, another show, uh, Zoning Out, where me and some buddies sit around, we rewatch old episodes of The Twilight Zone, and just, you know, talk about it, go over the episode. Honestly, most of the time we briefly go over the episode and then head off into some tangent about movies, TV, and our personal lives, but it all starts at the Twilight Zone, and the Twilight Zone was a really big influence on me, and my writing, and my storytelling, so I have a lot of fun with it, I share it with a couple of my friends, and we just have a good time. We had the season finale back in early June, and we are kicking off season two of Zoning Out next week, or the week after, I'm not sure, but, uh, This is the season finale from season one. The episode was A World of His Own. Basically, the whole layout of the series is we go episode by episode from season one on. And uh, this is the finale. If you're interested, if you listen to it and you enjoy it, head over to Zoning Out. I'll have the link in the show description. If you like what you hear, give us a subscribe. Come and uh, hang out and zone out with us. And fear not, Haunted American History will return to its regularly scheduled program on Monday. Later, folks. Enjoy zoning out. And now... the Twilight Zone. God, remember the Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went come over. Here, so the oh, welcome everybody to <laughs> Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. I'm John Sachs. I'm Frank Bonacci. Père Noel. Babo Natale. Popo Gigio. Hey, it's John. I'm back. John's Yay! back. Yay. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hooray. I'm going to be speaking on season one, episode 36 of The Twilight Zone, the season finale, which with an air date of July 1st, 1960, a world of his own. A writer demonstrates he can control reality simply by dictating changes. For a finale, what do we think? I'd seen this one before, and uh, my I texted you guys. I said, fucking Matheson. Yeah. It's such a great idea. I don't know how this episode would feel for people who aren't writers, for people who haven't written anything, because this was like such a, ma- like almost masturbatory story about writing. Yeah. And it's just like, I wonder how people who haven't written anything would feel about that. Cause I understood it like that. Yep. Yeah. I know that feeling like where you can't dictate what a character does at a certain point. I get that. Like, I get that idea, that central concept in here. First, is this the first on-screen appearance of Serling? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Frank, are you feverishly rubbing your hands together while you're speaking? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> what's happening over there? <laughs> I'm scheming. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, I, I, I'm watching got... the cameras. I'm like, who's doing this maneuvering? <laughs> <laughs> I just see Frank talking. His shoulders rocking slightly. 
Yeah, Jeez. no, this was uh, Rod Serling's first appearance on the show as like a character, which I loved. I, I do in in the best way possible. Yeah, they, it was fantastic. They, that was well, so. Take, cool. take us through before we All get. Right. Through. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Sorry. So Gregory West, played by Keenan Wynn, who's you know Edwin's son. Edwin's son. Oh wow! Butter, oh thank you, butter. Yes, that's fine. Oh, this is the very best butter. What are you talking about? Yeah, wow. This is Edwin's son. Yeah. Funnily enough, this brings us kind of full circle to like the beginning of the show because yeah. one of the big uh, the big talking points were how they both appeared in Sterling's big first uh, thing, which was Requiem for a Heavyweight. Yeah. And this is like it's funny to have him back. This is like, oh my god! This is we talked about this guy in the first step, very first episode of the mm-hmm. show, and here he is. So they got the whole Win Clan in the show at this point now. It's a win for the show. It's a win-win for both <laughs> both episodes. <laughs> I get it. The woman who momopolizes the robot industry. I get it, mom. Oh, now I get it. Okay. So. <laughs> He's sitting there with a, a nice blonde lady who's mixing him a drink. You really should be working, you know. You're nagging me. I'm only thinking of posterity. Think of me instead. Don't I always? All of a sudden, his wife comes home. My wife's home. Art! Your wife's home? And your house is on fire! Art, where are you? My wife is home! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> his Your wife comes home. He's like, uh oh. He's She's like, you got creeping. Yeah, his wife's creeping in there. She comes in. His wife, Victoria, played by Phyllis Kirk, who I had a thing for. I liked her. She was castrating. I find that very attractive in a woman. Oh my God. Yeah, I have problems. <laughs> uh, he comes home. She's like, hey, I found you with your little side piece. Didn't think I'd be home so early, did you? Didn't think I'd be home the whole afternoon, did you? Thought you had me fooled, didn't you? Well, let me tell you something, Gregory West. I've had my eye on you for some time now. Didn't think I suspected the real reason for why you were always sending me out of the house on one pretext than another, did you? I must be alone to work, you said. The great and famous playwright. And there's nobody there. He's like, what are you talking about? And she's just searching the house. She's searching his uh, his office, which is gigantic, by the way. He's doing well for himself. Yeah. Or is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, there's, there's a there's a broad here. I know there is. And he's like, listen, I'll tell you the truth. You got me. There was a woman here. She's a physical construct of a character I wrote. I'm listening. You know how sometimes I've told you that fictional characters come alive? They come alive so vividly that they make decisions of their own. A playwright may have worked out some kind of move for them. But they refuse to do it. They will not accept anybody's... They become so strong that sometimes they take over the whole story. I dictate dialogue and stage business into the tape recorder. I describe any character I want. And if I do it well enough, they come to life. Yeah, I could do that. Like, when I write, I write by dictating into this... Is, I guess, a, dictapho- a dictaphone? Is that what yeah, that is? It's I an guess. old tape recorder. Yeah, it's an... It's an old MP3 player, which is the size of a refrigerator, essentially. This is what they used to record with. She says, baloney. I don't think she says that. You should be put away. Now, you said that you saw Mary here, right? Oh, I saw her here, all right. Then how did she get out? That's what I'm trying to find out. He's like, well, I'll prove it. And he, he starts speaking into his dictaphone, describes, uh, what's her name, the girl? Mary. Mary. Her name is Mary. She's 30 years old, five feet, six inches tall, nicely built, blonde hair, fair complexion. A simple, unassuming female, but with that quality of inner loveliness that brings real beauty to a woman. Describes Mary, and she walks in, and she's like, There's nothing to be afraid of, Mrs. West. You believe me now, Victoria? I'll tell you what I believe, Gregory. I believe this is some sort of fiendish plot. It's very awkward. And she's like, oh, so you brought your hussy and you're trying to gaslight me. Like, by concocting this bizarre story. They're fucking being cute right now. Yeah. Win. Win. You're going to lose in court, win. She said that. Be more funny. He's like, okay, I'll prove it to you. 
he takes a pair of scissors and cuts the piece of tape he just recorded of him dictating Mary. And he throws it into the fireplace and Mary disappears. And the wife is like, <laughs> and she starts freaking out. She, she tries to escape and he writes an elephant in the hallway. A giant red-eyed elephant is standing in my hallway and will not let her pass. Oh, Gregory, don't be ridiculous. Do you think that elephant got the Clyde treatment on that side? Oh, that elephant. Right turn, Clyde. That's all I could think about. As soon as the elephant showed up, I said, oh. You know how old that elephant was? That elephant was born in 1896. What? Oh, my God. That elephant. Wow. His name was, <laughs> the elephant's name was Modic. Monic. It was a he was a circus performer hmm. found for wow. sale in a newspaper and bought for only a thousand dollars for a television series in 1961. Wow! Imagine you just scrolling through the paper one day and you find an ad for an elephant. Poor neglected elephant for sale. He was blinded in his left eye by a a, a bull hook. Oh, oh! I don't know what that means, but whatever it what, was, that was just like this. Like how how do we make it like stand yeah. on the ball? We put the bull hook in its eye. <laughs> Oh, God. Get the eye gouger. Fuck this thing. I said, oh, man, this is fucking probably sad. Yeah. Anytime I see any animals in any media that's pre before, like the ASPCA says, like, you can't just keep killing animals like crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm like nervous. Do you ever see? Well, it's one thing if if the elephant is just standing there. But if it's making that noise, how are they making it make that noise? You know, something's going on. They were standing on the other side, just tapping it against their hand. <laughs> he knew it. <laughs> he was around for a while. He knew, for, you know, Modic was no dope. But you see, you notice he only lost the left eye. And he was smart enough yeah. to keep the right. <laughs> that right would have came if he would have kept up his antics. Yeah, they could. There was another elephant in that crew called Blind Gus. <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, uh, he didn't want to end up like headless feet like, you know <laughs> so they, just, they would just mount these fucking animals to keep him on the straight and narrow he used she he uh cal burnett used to make uh visits to africa usa in soul dead canyon california and that's where modic lived and she used to ride him all over the man what's going on with this elephant this elephant was traveled his friends with cal uh, burnett he used to get beat with hooks did you ever see the movie Roar? The 1981 film Roar follows a man who lives peacefully among wild animals in Africa until his family visits and all hell breaks loose. But the real hell happened behind the scenes where 70 members of the cast and crew were injured on set. No. Okay, this is a movie uh, starring Tippi Hedren, her daughter, who's uh, who's the daughter? Uh, Flippy Hedren. Uh, mm-hmm. Melanie Griffith. And her husband, and he had like a nature preserve. So he's like, let's make a movie. It took him like eight years to make this movie with a bunch of real life lions and tigers. Oh and, my. Oh yeah, no, dude, it's fucking crazy. Like the stories in that story. I think Jan de Bont was the DP and he got like scalped. Like no, mm. the, the injuries, everybody, like the star almost died of gangrene from being bit by a tiger. And like there's scenes where it's like, this is the most unsafe thing I've ever seen in my life. It's the most ill-advised movie ever made. So anybody who's never seen that, check that out. Roar. I thought it yeah. was going to be like a documentary. Like no, Cove. no, it's like a weird Disney. If it's trying to emulate the Disney like seventies movies, but it's just like with real life. Like he's they're bleeding most of the time. The actors because they're being gored by these animals that are not <laughs> trained. They they weren't trained animals. He just no. He just said yeah. They no, they like me. Like Melanie Griffith had to have like facial reconstructive surgery because it bit her face, and it's in all that shit's in the movie. Tippy Hedron broke her leg. An elephant broke her leg when it picked her up. Made him a Modoc. And he picked her up by the trunk and it like snapped her leg. What was the name of this movie? Roar. Roar. No, he's not credited in Roar. He was in Gunsmoke. What was he in Gunsmoke? They had elephants in the Old West? Just, just credited as elephant in Gunsmoke. I can tell you the episode. No, season 18, episode 15, Arizona Midnight, credited as elephant. <laughs> That's it. Mm. That was Most the of- exotic animal <laughs> bashing special they used to do. Most of his credits are as a, he plays the same character a lot. Uh, so where were we in this? Oh, so the elephant stares the wife back into the office. They bicker, go on back and forth. This is the moment I didn't think was the direction was there for it because it didn't hit, at least for me, it didn't hit that well. She's gonna threatening to leave. She's gonna she's gonna have him locked up. Like how? She's like, I'm gonna go to the police yeah. and tell them that you create people out of thin air. And I'm going to have you put away for the rest of your unnatural life. 
away from tape recorders and away from me. Yeah, they'll lock you up. <laughs> it's like, you should have just let it. Okay, honey, you go tell the police. <laughs> a woman in 1960 telling a man. <laughs> <laughs> My husband writes people into existence. Yeah. Because I saw them and then they throws them in the fireplace. He just stands at the officer, like just like doing the finger to the ear. Oh, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, hmm. she would get the fucking eye hook. Sorry man. to trouble you, mister. You should thrash her for this. <laughs> okay. You want me to get the bull hook? Yes, you give her the bull hook for a good thrashing. That'll make her more wifely. Then he, he opens a safe, a secret safe he has behind books, and he pulls out an envelope with her name, Victoria West. And she opens it, and there's a bunch of tape in there. Gregory, you are not seriously trying to make me believe I am that. telling you, Victoria. Look at yourself. Regal. Beautiful. You could have any man in the world that you wanted. Haven't you ever wondered how you happen to get stuck with me? This reveal, I don't know. It didn't land for me. Did it land? Do you know what I mean? It just felt a little offhand. And it's a great idea. It's such a great idea. It turns out she is a construct too. Yeah. She is fake. I liked it. That was I, really cool. It was cool. I don't know. I think that that moment could have given had a little more oomph in the execution, not in terms of like the writing. That's like that's a nitpick at the end of the day. She's like, oh, that's poppycock and boulder dash, or whatever they used to say back then. And she throws <laughs> the envelope into the fireplace. Victoria! Oh, Greg. Greg, I feel so strange. I... And then she starts getting, she starts getting vapors. She has such pangs in her humors. As they, I don't know what they said in the 60s. Hi, darling. Hurry and get ready for dinner. PTA meeting tonight. Ellen, please. I just got home. Don't rush me! Control yourself. Sure you have a headache. You're tense, irritable. Don't take it out on her. You need Anison for fast relief. And she disappears. And he's like, God, dummy. And he goes to the tape recorder and he's just like, uh, he's about to like recreate her essentially. Now I told her, I told her she just wouldn't listen to me. Her name, her name is Mrs. Victoria West. And then he goes, wait a second. Let me go create that other dame. He creates Mary, and she's like, oh. And he gets, and he gets with her. And then all of a sudden, Rod Serling is sitting on the desk. We hope you enjoy tonight's romantic story on the Twilight Zone. At the same time, we want you to realize that it was, of course, purely fictional. In real life, such ridiculous nonsense could never... Rod! I mean, you shouldn't say such things as nonsense... And ridiculous. Well, that's the way it goes. Uh, Keenan Wynn's like, oh, Rod. You shouldn't say such things. You shouldn't say such things. And he takes an envelope that says Ron Serling and throws it into the fire. And he goes, well, yeah. that's the brakes. And he smokes himself out of existence. <laughs> and that's really cool. Though. I like that. I that like was that. great. And then his closing narration was fucking fantastic. Yes. Leaving Mr. Gregory West still shy, quiet, very happy, and apparently in complete control of the Twilight Zone. Apparently in complete control of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, great way to end it. Not the strongest, but definitely a strong episode. A lot of great. It's Matheson. There's so many great ideas he just throws yeah. out in every episode he wrote. So good way to end it. It was better than Mighty Casey, whatever the hell that was. Ugh. Was that last week? Yeah. yeah. With Jack Warden. I still haven't edited that yet. I'm like, because I don't really want to think about that episode again. Yeah, that fucking episode was tough. That was a tough sit, that one. So we're at the end of the season. Season finale, man. Yeah, now, we, what we a journey. We're going to take a little break, probably, before season two. Just, you know, stretch, I, a, stretch my neck a little bit. I, I won't be taking a break. I have a bunch of content that I've been working on behind the scenes that I'll be keeping things afloat. I don't know. It's probably just a few weeks, but I'll have stuff in the interim. Yeah, well, my interviews you know, going away uh, forever. Yes, and we got other things in the works. We can't really say, but it's yeah, there's other things. We got cooking. We got cooking. So, how was this experience for everybody watching this season? It's wild, man. It really is. Like mm. you know, I've watched the show so much growing up, and you know, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve it was a staple. New Year's Eve Thanksgiving marathon of Twilight Zone. They were always on. New Year's plans making you crazy. Promise you won't put me in a straitjacket. Then spend New Year's in another dimension. Is that how you manage to stay awake? It's a Twilight Zone marathon. A New Year's Eve. 
And if you miss it, it will still be going on New Year's Day. Would you tell us what is involved? 44 hours, 72 classic episodes. This is the happiest day of my life. The Sci-Fi Channel's Twilight Zone New Year's Marathon begins New Year's Eve at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 Central. But it's all, and that's exactly it. It's just something that's always on and not something that I would actually sit down and like really watch. Like I would sit and watch, I'd catch a few episodes here and there that would catch my attention. I, once I never saw it, I'd be like, oh, wow, I really like these. And then, of course, there's the classics that you sit down in front of and you, you enjoy year after year, but really going through the whole series. Every episode from start to finish, you really get a, a sense of, you know, Rod Serling's writing and his life at the time. Like, there's so many things going on that you could see how it, like, translated to him personally than you would of just, like, watching it randomly. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of his hangups. I mean, he... I, I still, I got to find out what woman did him wrong. Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, this ends with a shrewish wife. Supposedly the way Gregory West wrote his books, dictating them into, or his plays, right? He was a playwright, is the way that Serling produced all his scripts. Really? And he would, but he would do it poolside. Oh, that's said, classy. That's what he did. He would just sit and make his episodes lounging by his pool and then have his secretary write it up. Oh, Damn. What a dream. Fucking guy, man. The life, just sipping something oh, he's I'm, like, I'm just thinking as soon as you said pool i just saw a bunch of cigarette fu- butts just floating <laughs> it looked like a big uh-huh. ashtray that fucking uh, it's turning into soup <laughs> delicious tobacco soup it's funny going back and watching these i had no idea i i forgot at least how much this show shaped like my sensibilities like the things i engage with it really is a core memory this show it really is like oh i respond to things positively if they remind me of twilight zone yeah like like uh Mm -hmm. shit my first short my first short film which i never released uh the one where you played a fish boy i never that was a a twilight zone episode that was me that was a riff on a twilight zone i forgot that i was like oh right i wanted to do a twilight zone episode did you say fish boy yeah he carried around i was a fish boy i was i was a fish boy It's a terrible it's, short. It's quite good. My performance. I, is I quite refuse good. to believe it's bad. You're, Wait, I, that, where is that? Can we get that? I, I have it. I, I have it. I shot that in Super 16 on 16 millimeter. I still have I the remember, film. I was, I was a kid. Yeah, I. Uh, oof, I botched that so bad. I never released it because it was just. I spent so much money on it. Oh my god, the money I spent on it because I shot it on film. And I thought I was a big shot, but I had no idea what I was doing. It was a disaster from start to finish. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I didn't know how to edit. I mean, I could probably go back. Well, I'd have to retransfer everything. But one day I might go back and re-edit that to make it something. But I, I have no interest in doing it. It's a cool idea. I mean, it's a neat idea, but I don't think I executed it well at all. It's called Company. And it was uh, a post-apocalyptic romantic comedy, mostly silent. A riff on an episode of Twilight Zone called Two that we haven't hit yet. And uh, mm. The Omega Man. I was obsessed with both those things at the time. And I said, let me make this. And it was just, I had no idea what I was doing. It was a disaster. And plus shooting with film. It's why I hate film. Film. Disgraciad. <laughs> just because I had bad experiences with it. I just don't like the idea of, I can't see anything until like a few days later. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like, what do you mean? How does that make this, your film better? Gives you restrictions. Fuck you, restrictions. My balls. <laughs> I need to see things now. Fuck you, uh, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> that Oppenheimer looks fucking dope. Oh, it's gonna be three wait. hours, yeah. they said. I'll sit through it. That's you know, everything's three hours now. My yeah, attention what the movie is. doesn't. You know what he directed that I like? I'm Batman. Inception. Uh, Batman. <laughs> no, Inception's like one of my top ten favorite movies. No, not top ten. Top twenty. Top thirty. It's in there. I like it a lot. <laughs> I sort of like it. You know what? No, I don't care. You know what? I don't care for it. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. <laughs> if I'm being quite honest, Inception's I love Inception. I love Inception. I love. I even like Tenet. I think Tenet's a mess, but there's brilliant ideas in there. I just think and it's kind it's, of which one's Tenet? That's the everything goes backwards. backwards in time. The the airplane one. Is there an airplane in Tenet? No, that's uh Dunkirk. Dunkirk's fucking oh Dunkirk. Dope. Dunkirk. It took me three times watching that movie to figure out what was happening. <laughs> I was late. I, it took me to like the very end watching it. I said, "What the, the fuck is going on?" That you weren't watching things like the time, like when yeah. things were actually said, what, what oh, was actually happening. So this last bit is happening right now, but everything else kind of led just, up to it, and then yeah. happened, and then like I said, what? All right, I guess I didn't get that why he did that. It just angered me. What was I just the point of like doing that? I don't know. I mean, it worked for me in that I didn't under. I was confused, and at that end. 
end when I realized the stakes, but I don't know, maybe traditionally wouldn't have made it, maybe shooting that traditionally or structuring it traditionally would have done the same thing. So that was a long way to be saying, uh, yeah, I don't know why you did that either. I don't know what I, I was <laughs> nah. trying to, I don't know what the fuck I was just fucking, just get out with it. Yes, John, that's all I had to say. <laughs> You know what I missed at the end of this episode when uh, there was no now Mr. Sterling given the yeah. but, but oh, you know yeah. what, but you know what did happen because it started playing oh, automatically shit, season right. two oh we get and to I the, said oh, the song is on so now that's what realize damn yeah what's season two episode one just so um, King Nine two. will not return I don't know that one can I tell King you guys something on there what's yeah it? our friend. Glenn Howerton, a.k.a. Dennis Reynolds. You haven't thought of the smell, you bitch! Mm-hmm. I think he might get an Oscar nomination. Really? I'm not even kidding. Oh, what'd you say? Blackberry. What was his... I heard it's really good. He's fucking phenomenal. As soon as you can. Blackberry. It's worth it. I never had a Blackberry phone. And I, I pretty much didn't care for people that did. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know if that's true. They controlled did 45% of cell phones at one point. How did they peak. blow it? IPhone. Is this what the movie talks about? How they blow it? It's the iPhone. It just wiped them out. You couldn't complete the iPhone. iPhone was too good, man. Blackberry was, you know. But I mean, they stole market share. But it's just like all you had to do was just just copy it. But they just did. They did they that. Tried, but it was too they late. Tried. Yeah, they tried. They, they talk about it in the movie. I that love is interesting. Those movies that are coming out, like Air and Tetris. I didn't see Tetris. Did you see it? I didn't see Tetris, but I, I want to see that. Air was like my favorite movie of this year. What was Air? Air was really good. Affleck, Matt Damon, MJ. Uh, about Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. Nike and Michael Jordan sneakers. And- oh, wow. Nike <laughs> basically like puts the house down on, we're just going to put everything into Jordan. Yep. This is before, he, this before is when he's going to he be a rookie. They got him that early before he yeah. was, like they got him in mm-hmm. college basically? I mean, he was As like a, he's going to the pros. He was great in college though. So and that was, was like a random. new thing, putting like an endorsement like of that scale never before yeah never before done wow they built they designed the, you know the air jordan one for him it's crazy it's like the most popular shoe in the world now that's a that's a serious mm-hmm. gamble it was like a gamble that paid off like that's basically putting like because anything could happen the guy could be that how often does that happen hey, i don't hurt. know somebody no. has like you know a lot of potential but they blow it when they hit the majors yeah like and Dogs. they just said that's putting the house on 27 red essentially and they won yeah Twilight Zone has been brought to you by Push Button Lilt, the foam home permanent for neat and easy curler permanents and neat and easy roller permanents too. Lilt. Hey folks, I've got a nice little factoid for you guys. Do you know that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket lists? If that's you, which odds are one in five, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. And if you struggle with pronunciation, like old Chrissy over here, Babbel will work miracles. Head on over to babble.com slash haunted for a special deal for my listeners. Right now, you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but that's only for my listeners at babble.com slash haunted. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash haunted. Rules and restrictions may apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What have I watched? Nothing. I've probably watched anything. The only thing I watched was Dungeons and Dragons, and I really like. Oh, it. I hear it's good. It's very good. It's I did so that. good. It's so cute. It's a lot of fun. It's it's really good fantasy. And it's... how Chris Pine isn't a household name. He is so charismatic when he's on screen. You just it's like this fucking guy. This guy's got it. And even in what's it called? Wet Hot American Summer. The day, the first day, he's amazing in. Surprise, no. uh, Chris Pratt. Wait, I don't watch. know. Chris Pratt. He's he's funny, but he can't he can't do serious. 
he looks goofy cool. when he plays. He can do series. a little bit of everything. Yeah, like the, he could play. He could be serious. He could be. Who's the other Chris Evans? Evans. Uh, uh, come on, Chris Cap. Evans. Come on. You Chris know what? He's good, uh, and but I can't not see him as Captain America. Yeah. Even though he was really good in that. Uh, not in the team movie. Well, yeah. that was <laughs> I was just gonna say. He's very funny. I loved him in He's that. He's actually uh, funny in that. I said, this guy's going to be a star when I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. What was that movie he did after the Avengers with the guys who made the Avengers? Oh, the the, Netflix movie. Bullet Train? Oh, The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Yeah, that's uh, a great movie. He's a villain in that. He's the bad guy? You know what? He's great in it. I didn't yeah, see it. The movie's not. The movie's okay. The movie's okay. I'd watch it just for him because he's he's real. Like you could see that. Like oh, I'm not Captain America anymore. And now I'm just gonna have a lot of fun as this sadistic psychopath. He's just a, he's he's an assassin who's just like completely insane. He was he's good. Funny. In, he's good at it. In Knives Out, which is a movie that for like four months everyone oh. I knew fucking loved it, and I'd be like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was it was okay. It was it was that kind of movie. Like everyone around me just like couldn't get enough of knives out and i'd be like yeah it's, I, it's I fine it's okay it's not a, <laughs> it doesn't reinvent it's it's a standard stateroom mystery like it doesn't like i thought it was gonna be like the way people are talking about it, it's like oh reinvents like you know the agatha christie like typical state it's like no it's just another one it's well produced it's well made good cast yeah, i mean it was fine, it's fine. i guess modern audiences don't know from that i guess this would seem fresh and new to them it's just like yeah i've seen that done better and a lot of them they, that's like a. I mean, you never watch British television. You could throw a rocket, hit a bunch of those. What did he make? What was this fucking guy? Uh, Rian Johnson. Yeah. What the hell did? He, well, I know last he did Jedi, the Star Wars, the Last he Jedi. Did. But what was that first movie he did? Brick. Which okay, I loved. Right. 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 And then right, he did Looper. I said we we we. Oh, I loved Looper uh, too. Looper yeah, I thought good. Looper was great. I didn't, I didn't oh, see. Looper. I loved Looper. Looper's really. You didn't cool. see Looper? Nah. Oh, you got to see Looper. Is it? That was the one that kind of sold me on on Gordon Levitt. Because I thought he was okay before that movie, but I thought he was great. (laughs) That was the wrong response. Disappointed. (laughs) Is it? No, man. I really liked Looper. Looper was great. I watched it again recently. It's kind of the last, like, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Shame. And it's crazy how much they make what's his name look like Bruce Willis. Uh, he, that's why he's so good because he he does like a solid Bruce. Like, I don't know how the fuck he, like, I said, that's little Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where's the well, Rock from the Sun been? I can't remember his actual name. John Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> he was in there, right? Yeah. Yes. I no, love John Lucas. Joseph Gordon Joseph Levitt. Gordon, Joseph Gordon uh, Levitt. <laughs> But I bet he loves John being Lithgow. called that. I bet he loves being called Third Rock. John Lithgow? If you, oh. <laughs> if you see Joseph Gordon Levitt in the street, just say, hey, Third that. Rock of the Sun, because I'm sure he'll be appreciating that. Uh, There's a little bit. You were watching that show, Chris, right? You like Third that? Rock? I love yeah. that. That's the funniest sitcom that's ever been on television. It's, very, John, it's just a great showcase for how great John Lithgow is. John Lithgow is a fuck is a comedy dynamo. God sakes, just sit down and behave yourself. Of course I will, Mary. Here I am, sitting... You just be calm, take a deep breath. Welcome to Northview Airlines Flight 604 to Chicago. Oh my God! Out there, there's something on the wing! I still watch it. I put it on all the They're time. Aliens, right? Awful finale. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You can't, the latest seasons doesn't matter, but like the first like four or five seasons of that show, it's fire on all cylinders. Yeah, that's very How funny. How long was it on? It was on a while. Was that that show. Long? Oh yeah. Really? Who's what was the squinty guy's name? Uh French Stewart. French Stewart. Uh, French Stewart, right. Yeah, it was on a while that show. The squinty guy. Squinty guy. That's how I describe people. I don't describe people. The funniest description of any actor was on Family Guy when they just described uh what's his name? Oh fuck. They well they described who I'm talking about as the forehead guy from the office. <laughs> uh, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. There's 139 episodes of Third Rock. Uh, oh, we should. How many no. seasons is that? Six, um, seven. Let's see. How many seasons? Six seasons. So, so yeah, like so, like the first like four seasons are like really, really good. You know, there's probably good ones in the end too. It's weird how how those show like sitcoms just did not know how to end properly Sorry. like that didn't end like that was just like a weird like ah eh, fuck it doesn't even make sense the ending like alf did that too mm-hmm. alf did that how did um, alf end well it well here's what happened <laughs> is oh i get to Take talk about back it. so alf ends on a cliffhanger where the feds uh capture the whole family wait really they ended it with a tv movie a couple years later <laughs> called operation alf where they got rid of the whole tanner family and they put him with some new sidekick and they they gave like a real perfunctory thing that they shipped him off to alaska the family because i guess i guess what's his name the dad max wright was uh his crack addiction had probably had taken over him did you ever hear about max wright yeah oh dude mm. google 
Max Wright, Alf Dad, and and you're gonna find an article. He did. He was. He did some extra shit. He was a wild dude, man. I almost. And I respect. He doesn't him. look like he would be. Right. Very mild man looking guy. Luring homeless men to a, a hotel <laughs> to, with crack so he could have sex with them. Yeah. Hey now. That's some fucking extra class deviancy. I like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Not bad. That's like Max. Wow. I didn't know he. Yeah, and he hated that puppet. Like he like. We freak out on set because 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 he had the the monkey on his back and like he'd like he'd like bite and like tear into the elf puppet. Well, first of all, that set must have been t- terrible because it's a puppet show. So you know, like it's just walk, it's just catwalks, right? So you those fucking poor actors are just falling all over the place every other episode. He'd be like fucking elf, and he would just snap out and go, "I'll be in my trailer smoking crack," and he'd just freak out. Yeah, but that's a very unsatisfactory ending. You know what's the the most disturbing for him or for the show? (laughs) For the actor or for the show? Well, no, he had a satisfactory ending. Like, hey, listen, he had a good run. His wife didn't leave him either. A lot of happy endings. His wife was just like cool about it too. She's like, ah, you know, he does that. Yeah, as in a couple, he's got, he's got, he's he's rounding up the bums again. (laughs) (laughs) And there's pictures of it, which are that that was like really. Well, that's how it like I saw it. Like it, it's one of those things that just haunted me. Like anytime I bring up Alf, it's just like, oh shit, I got to look at the Max Wright pictures, and you can find it very easily. It's just like it's from like a tabloid. Like you just see him just sitting there smoking crack with some some hobo, and he was having a good time. The saddest finale to a show that I think we all grew up watching, the Dinosaurs finale. Oh, that was sad. Yeah, dude, that was like they, they go extinct, but that, that right? ended like that had an end, like a planned ending, and yeah, it, was, that, it was heartbreaking, but. Yeah, I, I don't know if I that. like that. Yeah, I remember they that die. like hurting me a lot. When I was they froze kid. to death. Ice Age oh. came. Did you ever see the oh. ending to Dinosaurs, John? It's fucked up, man. Dinosaurs. It, that show creeped me out when I was a kid. I couldn't watch it. It's actually very <laughs> early. It was too Simpsons weird. The feeling. idea to me, like I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my little head around it. <laughs> we gotta get another Timmy. Then, uh, oh my man. god, I found the pictures. Oh, you gotta see the pictures in Max Wright. Yeah, they were Isn't in that, the choir. He's just, he's just. Do you understand? I brought this up on a kissing guy. I brought this up. Yeah. I brought this up on another podcast. Anytime, like we, we brought up Alpha, and I said, "Okay, we have to stop the show. We have to talk about Max Wright <laughs> with the hobos in the crack." Oh. oh my goodness! Cheers didn't have a good ending. I don't think. No, he was like, "We're closed," and that was it. I was just gonna say, "What's the? What do you think is the best ending?" You oh, it's a sitcom. To mm. a sitcom, those are weird to end. Like I don't like. Uh, what's another one I hated? Oh, Night Court has a terrible ending. Night Court's back. I'm not. I don't. I don't acknowledge that <laughs> no harry anderson no night court no bull is bull in it oh he's dead is he dead yeah bull how, how's he dead <clears throat> he's got to be dead yeah well i mean we've been we've said that a lot on this show is we've been dead? wrong is, is bull dead <laughs> check it out we kill a lot of people on this show Nah, he's bull's got to be dead i'm calling it he's dead why do you think a, so why are you so certain well he was a ghost in house do you remember house he was the bad guy in house he was the bad and he was also the bad guy in scary movie too the ghost <laughs> oh that's right yeah, no he's, he's alive got, he's bull's alive sure i'm sorry what's your problem who's dead marshall warfield's dead check richard, out marshall warfield richard is she dead richard mall check out marshall he's warfield alive. i bet she's dead somebody's got to be dead marshall warfield oh uh, roz no she's yeah. she was just on fucking uh that other show. Uh, okay. Okay, I got it. Okay. What's the What's show? The What's the show I'm thinking of? With Eugene Levy and his whole family. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Marky Post. She's dead. She's got to be dead. Marky Post. Nope. Wrong. Marky Post is not dead. Oh, Mar- Marky Post is dead. Yes. See, somebody's dead on Night Court. And Harry Anderson. I got she, two. Okay. You know what? She would be the one who I wouldn't think would be dead. How did Harry Anderson die? Wasn't that somewhat recent? I 2018. Think, uh, Pennywise, the clown, got him. Oh, was that long ago? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what did he die of? Let's see. Oh, was he the grown-up kid at the beginning of part two? That was yeah. him? Oh, wow. Part two was such a letdown. Of it? Yeah. Well, Harry, he was in the original. It was really a letdown. Because the yeah. part one was terrible. Part one was. Well, once they get into like the, I don't know. It's I think that's how. It's so tricky. It's so tricky to do, to make that. Even the new movie. It's like, it's so di- difficult to do the transition from the kids to adults. It still hasn't been done right. The At least they got rid of the gangbang scene. Yeah, well, Both versions got rid of the gangbang. Well, I mean, there's proper things that you have to. Yeah, you can't do the gangbang. That always freaked me out. I was like, what, what's going on here? Because I read the book. You I can't like, make it what? a movie. You really can't. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? It would have to be a series. He died from, he suffered several strokes. It says. Oh. And he, yeah, it. he had different strokes. Be more funny. How did he die, the dad on that? What was the dad's name with different strokes? Mr. Drummond. How did that end? I don't know how that ended, but that was a bad ending. Uh, what's the best sitcom ending? Larry Sanders has a great ending. 
now that we're back on Larry Sanders, we were talking about Larry Sanders before. We're That's not a back. Good you idea. brought us there. <laughs> well, we were <laughs> talking about it before the show. We're not back on Larry Sanders. Now we're back on Larry Sanders. I'll steer this conversation wherever I want. God damn <laughs> I hijacked the show. Larry Sanders, you don't like the finale? It's a good ending. I love I Artie, Artie Punch. Oh, like, yeah, he's it's, like, it's... with Bruno Kirby, the, the payoff to the Bruno Kirby running gag. It's great. Like Jim Carrey does that like improv song to him. To Larry, that's great. And then Larry's like on the stool; he can't move. It's like heartwarming. It's, it's, it's a tearjerker yeah. that ending. You know, it was a good ending if it, if they would have stuck with it. Uh, Arrested Development. Yes. If they didn't reboot it on Netflix. Yeah, that would have been a good ending. There's some great moments in the Netflix show, but it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. There's great, and he's a brilliant writer, Mitch, whatever his name is. But Hurwitz. Hurwitz, Mitchell Hurwitz. Yeah, he's great. But it's just like, I, I just couldn't, you couldn't get it. I think the first one is that you couldn't get all the cast. They didn't want to spend the money to have all the cast there. So they split yeah. them up. So that didn't work. Except for mm-hmm. that weird green screen scene where everybody's yeah. green screened in. And it's very awkward. But I do like, uh, was it? Quattro de Cinco? That's funny. Uh-huh. Do you guys remember Delirious, the John Candy movie? It's 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 this premise. You can write it and then it happens. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I, did, I used to watch it as a double bill with Soap Dish a lot because there are two movies about oh. uh, soap operas. That's a good, that's a good double bill. <laughs> you get some beers, put on Delirious and Soap Dish. It's a good night. <laughs> I've watched Soap Dish within the past like night. two weeks. It's just every couple weeks. It just comes on. I, I, I watch that <laughs> probably more than any other movie. Like I'll just put that on when I just want to relax. I love yeah. Soap Dish so much. The guy who wrote that wrote Blazing Saddles, too. Andrew Bergman. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he wrote a lot of great. He wrote The In-Laws, Andrew Bergman. Ah, oh, The In-Laws. So he wrote mm. Blazing Saddles, The In-Laws, and Soap Dish. The guy's a fucking That's the guy won. That's a guy's a winner. That was- and three radically different comedies, too. It's yeah. not like it's the same, you know. No, that's, a, that's yeah. incredible. Jelly. Jelly. Uh, what else? What's another good ending to a sitcom? It's not many. Yeah, they don't know how to end sitcoms. They, usually, they just kind of fizzle out. Yeah, they just kind of like... How did Married with Children end? No, is uh, what's her name gets married? Is about to get married? The daughter? Kelly? Kelly's about to get married. I think that's the ending. But was it, was it, wasn't it canceled? They didn't really... Yeah, I don't think they ever resolved. Yeah, they it never. Like it just kind of got canceled. Yeah. Uh, There's really no final uh, episode, yeah. I remember like the big one that everybody used to talk about was the Bob Newhart show, or is it just Newhart? How it ends with, and everybody loved that ending. He wakes up and it's his wife from the Bob Newhart show. And it, the whole thing was a dream, which would really anger me if I was watching it. That's why I like Twilight Zone because it's anthology. So it's like, it can't disappoint me. It's like, there's no, there's very few shows actually work out at the end, except like the shield was like the first show. I remember going, Oh, what a great ending. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sit at the desk. Oh, it just takes off. Fucking great! Oh, that that last season's brutal, man. I've been meaning to watch that. I never never watched the Shield. Uh, Shane has to kill Lemon. Oh, oh, oh my God! Never mind, Judd. Never mind. The... <laughs> <laughs> you just skip that show. I guess I'll uh, watch it in a, in a different life. Oh, I didn't even hear Judd. Sorry. Yeah, Wendy. <laughs> Is it? What else you want to spoil for the kid? What Can't else haven't you watch watched? Show. What else haven't you watched? Haven't you watched? Can't wait to watch it. I've talked about like why I don't like shows, like why I don't watch shows, like why is it? Everybody's like, why aren't you watching this? Because the X Files, man, the X Files ruined me for TV. Episode it's bad. It's fucking terrible, awful. Like the last, it's actually the last season's bad. Like kind of like Dexter. Uh, There's no Duchovny, right? He's he's out. Well, he comes he comes back and forth. Doggett, what's his name? Uh, 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 Robert Patrick, yeah, Robert Patrick uh, subs in, but then he starts showing back up, and he comes back for the finale, and the finale is a clip show where he has a court case, and it's just an excuse to do a clip show. It's like this is how you end the show. Like I've been following it not getting laid throughout my high school years my precious high school years and I was dedicated the X-Files. it was the x-files fault nothing else <laughs> that's who did it you mean my my scapegoat <laughs> yeah so i watched all that and then i just got to the end of it i was like this is garbage like this i wasted like my teen years obsessing over this like you know, sitting there going, oh, I wonder what this is. I wonder what the bees mean and all this, the black goo. It's just like all this shit. And it's just like, oh, I didn't really have anything. We were just dicking you around. The cigarette smoking man. Cigarette smoking man, all this. Mm-hmm. What's, what's it all mean? It's just, and it's just, we don't really got anything. Sorry. It really doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. That's the, the, what I call chase the stick writing. Yeah, where it's just like, they just, that's, lost. that's what lost it. That's lost. That's why yeah, I like. Lost. 
I remember watching the pilot of that and it, I got like, you know, I started PTSD. like, P- I had PTSD. I'm like, this is X-Files. I'm not doing it. And everybody's like, this is the best show on television. I said, watch, wait, give it three seasons. And then like, you know, by season three, everybody hated it that I knew. And uh, that was another show, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Everybody was like, this is the best show. This is the best fracking show on television. And then by like season three, everybody hated it. <laughs> oh, remember that? That was insufferable. Remember everyone who fucking heroes? Remember that fucking fiasco? But I knew that was, that was a, bad. That was a phenom for a while because it was the funniest show i've ever watched in my life that is the stupidest show ever and people loved it but i was like i I was watching it like no come on this is a joke right then remember they came back like 10 years later i said you guys are gonna fall for this again this is why it tickles me to no end that people are watching house of the dragon yeah just you just sit back and go just do it. Just let's do it again. And I'll, I'm going to sit back and just let you idiots just. Yeah, I, I started it. I said, when it started, I said, yeah, all right. And then I got like two episodes in. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh-huh. They're going to do it to me again. <laughs> I, not, I didn't watch it anymore. I said, fuck this show. I don't care. What There's am I doing? Hey, get the stick, boy. Get the stick. And you throw it. And it's like, uh, there's no stick. Because it's going and they're doing stuff and they're setting up all this lore. And I said, oh. and then I'm like, wait a minute. You motherfuckers did it to me again almost. It smells familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I was that was a show I jumped on late to the last season because I just wanted to be part of that big cultural moment of the finale of that show. Cause like that was a show that was so huge, Game of Thrones. I jumped in that last season. So I had no real personal connection to it. I was just like, okay, I, I did an abbreviated catch-up of the show just to catch up so I could watch alongside everybody. Cause it's fun when that happens, like those big cultural moments where everybody's watching this one thing and we're all talking about it. That's fun when that happens. And it's mm-hmm. rarer and rarer. It was fun to like have this neutral position of like not really giving a shit that much. And then watching as everybody's hopes and expectations turn to shit in the course of that last few episodes. Through. And I felt bad for people. It was like, man, that sucks. <laughs> like that sucks, huh? Like I, I was watching it. I, it was shocking. But those guys, like, they shot themselves in the foot because they were going to do Star Wars next. And they clearly left, like, you know, like, ran through everything quickly so they could cash in. They did such a bad day that they took, they pulled that paycheck away from them. It's like, nope. Yeah. No, it's, it's tough, though. In fairness, it's tough. Man, that's it. I mean, like, yeah. that's why I can't watch shit like that. It's just like, I can't. I will jump into Barry because I know you guys uh, jump, watch, Barry. watch Barry. Watch Barry. How far are you, Chris? I'm still, I just started season two. I took a little bit of a, I got really busy around the fucking house. I was doing a doing so much shit there's only one more episode i know i'm not gonna make it i don't think i'm gonna try this week like tonight i'll probably watch like two or three episodes tomorrow i'm fucking doing damage i'm gonna call you out of work tomorrow i'm off i'm off oh good i'm off okay not getting no i don't want to end (laughs) the season this was so much fun though this first season this going through this was the most fun i've had in a long time so just wanted to say that this was a lot of fun going through the show this show doesn't let you down like all these shows we mentioned they let you down you know what doesn't let you down the twilight zone or maybe it does we don't know yet season one didn't let us down season one no it's a mixed bag i mean for sure but like the jam the the highs are so high like like genre defining highs yeah so it's like it's weird when you see that stuff and plus 36 episode order i don't know how the fuck that's insane i think they cut back the next season because they had like budgetary constraints so they cut back I think the first few episodes of season two are shot on video. I'm excited to rewatch those because mm, those are weird. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because they and, and to save budget because again the show wasn't very popular with the, like the suits, so they said okay we're gonna cut the episode order and the first few episodes are gonna be shot on video to save money. Interesting. So I'm interested to see how season, that looks. Season two is 29 episodes. So that's still a lot. Jesus, it's like that's not that insane what the shows used to be like in terms of seasons. Yeah, I can't. This is why Sterling died when he's like 52. Yeah, they fucking worked himself into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he smoked himself into the ground, really. Uh, I mean, probably could have lived a long, full life if he <laughs> just put down the fucking smokes a few times. That pen was a shovel. Mm-hmm. That's a good line. And that was it. I don't, probably... I don't know how you could have ended the season better, really. Such a lovely bow. Serling's, yeah. Serling's in the show. It's like, it's about a writer. Yeah, that's what really was great. Maybe I'll put at the end a clip from our first episode and show how we've grown. Oh God! I don't. I don't think I. I, don't think I can but listen the problem to that. is, I'll have to listen to the first episode. <laughs> first episode yeah. Oh God. I shut that off. When did the show? Because we, I'd say the first, I don't know, probably close to 10 episodes we'd record. And then the next day, one of us would be like, guys, we got to talk about the show. We're not talking <laughs> about the show. And then at a certain point, we just threw in the white flag and it stopped. At a certain point, it just stopped being about the Twilight Zone all, <laughs> all together. All together. <laughs> it's a show where we barely talk about the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Do you want to listen to a show that you really don't know much about the Twilight Zone? 
<laughs> Do you not want to learn about the Twilight Zone? <laughs> Do you want to hear people just gloss over the plot of a Twilight Zone episode and then give it a number rating and then talk about Cinnabon? Well, we got the show for you. I think the first moment for me with the show where I felt like, oh, it's starting to click was the first Matheson episode was uh, the dream episode where the guy perchance to dream. Mm. That was the first one where I was like, I feel really good about this. Yeah, that was a good one. I think our, the last episode we did, what was in the last one? What was the last one? Uh, the, after hours. After the After Hours. The After Hours. The After Hours. The last one that aired. I think that was our best episode yet. Really? Yeah. That was good. That was a strong We, one, we talked uh, about the show. <laughs> we talked about happened. the show a lot on that one. <laughs> but then we also went off on a little tangent, but it, it flowed yeah. very nicely. I, I liked it. A lot. You want to hear what's disgusting, though? What our highest downloaded episode is? As of yesterday, let me check today. Okay, we all get one guess. Monsters of Doom Maple Street. I'm trying to think of like a really random one. Will it be? That's a fun Uh, episode. I'm going to go Elegy. Elegy. (laughs) It's the fastest growth. It was Mr. Beavis. Really? What? Mr. Beavis. Slacker. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I said. Mr. Beavis. Yeah, there was a huge spike that day. So, Are they going to talk about the (laughs) spinoff? The proposed spinoff. <laughs> People have been clamoring for some talk, some discourse. Another, another episode. This this could have been a good spinoff, like better yeah. spinoff than Beavis. Yeah, one of the worst episodes of the show. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, I I think the next episode we do is a rank of this, or at least like our favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, we should do a favorite episode, and you know, we'll throw in, and we'll we'll probably we'll try to talk about the actual show, and that's that. I think you know when we should do that when the, the the thing we're working on gets closer to happening we should talk about that movie. Well, I said when the thing that we talked about gets closer to happening, I told you what the idea is to do with the podcast during that. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, that has to happen. Tantalizing hints. And thank you folks for joining us this season on Zoning Out. You gotta leave that. And that's a good spot. This fire burns, but this coffee is smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you walked out of like the end to all night. Fucking emotional. We only watched two episodes. It brought back memories of Papa. Cloud Atkins. I absolutely love him. My dick don't work no more, and I'm so stressed from work. <laughs> Hunts and duds, though, that really. Uh, it caught people's like imagination. <laughs> Dr. Bomb. Oh, good gorilla. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey, a journey. See, it's already a. Welcome to Zoning Out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we did it already. We phoned it. That's it. You should keep that. That should be yeah, that, that. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.